They were only able to find Eris dying in the bathtub because she was making woofing and growling noises like a very large dog. By then it was late night or early morning, and Nick and Levi believed they were alone. They were rolling hard on designer drugs, and it was not their first time. It was, however, the last time. It was always the last time. Levi lay on the floor of their apartment and complained about how bored he was, until he realized that his complaining was picking up speed. With that realization came other realizations. He noticed the wiggling of his toes. He noticed the way he sucked his cheeks between his clenched teeth. He recognized that the hollow drumming sound that now filled him came from the rapid tapping of his hands against his sternum. With that, he realized he wasn't bored anymore. Nick, still amped from their band's show that night, noodled on his unplugged electric guitar, already completely entranced by how he was able to watch the notes bounce off the useless pickups with each strum, after which they floated in a glorious arc over to Levi's ear. Levi's ears still rang with tinnitus. He turned onto his stomach and buried his face in the brown carpet, which smelled of the earth. Shut up! Will you please shut up, please? Me shut up, Nick said. I didn't even want to do this tonight. And now that we're doing it, you're telling me to shut up? He banged on the guitar. I can't just do this stuff like you can, with no guilt or pangs of conscience. He held out his hand. It trembled. Levi got up and went to the closet in the hallway. Nick called after him. But you always get your way, right? And like always, even though I resist at first, I give in to the temptation and the sense of anticipation that sits deep in my bowels like a bowling ball. Shut up. Levi grabbed his ex-girlfriend's pink earmuffs from the floor of the closet. Oh, Nick moaned. For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, I do. You really did talk like that when you got conflicted about things. Sometimes you still do. Levi snapped the pink earmuffs over his ears. The telephone rang. Nick played on. The phone rang again, and the LCD on the caller ID window displayed Kevin and Charlotte Hartwig, Levi's parents. The guitar grew louder. The thin treble of the unplugged strings battled against the high-pitched ringing. Levi screamed, Will the noise never end? Even with the earmuffs, Levi heard his mother's voice when the answering machine kicked on. Levi? She said. If you're there, honey, can you pick up? Nick stopped playing and leaned forward on the couch. Levi lifted the earmuffs from his ears and let them snap back around his neck. Levi, sorry it's so late, but I thought you should know. She sniffed. She waited. He waited. It hath pleased almighty God... She cleared her throat. Who? Levi asked the answering machine. Because Levi and Nick had spent their lives surrounded by this kind of phraseology, they knew what was coming. Because they had endured hard wooden church pews for 52 Sundays a year for 18 years, to say nothing of extra services for Advent, Lent, or Holy Days, they knew that nothing good served as the referent of that which hath pleased Almighty God. Because they had spent twelve years in parochial school, they recognized the preludes to bad news. Because every moment of their youthful lives had been punctuated by liturgy, 
They knew that they were about to learn that someone had kicked the bucket. Who? Levi asked again. It hath pleased Almighty God, she snipped, to summon out of this veil of tears the soul of your grandfather, Randall Hartwig. She took one loud breath and rapidly exhaled the rest into the telephone's receiver. Your father and I are trying to figure out the funeral. Call us as soon as you get this. Levi closed his eyes. Finally, he had his silence. Nick set the guitar down. Man, I'm so... Shh. Levi placed an index finger in front of his lips. I'm sorry. Shh. He kept his eyes closed and he held his breath. 